You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. The show must go on. It's show time. Get it? <laughs> because I'm Beetlejuice and she's show. Anyway, B-Way show time. You know, the whole being a podcaster thing. Listen or else. This Halloween week's guest is Donnie Sanciato. Donnie is a New York City-based transgender actor and cabaret performer. He's appeared on stage at the Public Theater, 54 Below, New York Musical Theater Festival, Joe's Pub, The Cutting Room, Le Poisson Rouge, Prospect Theater, and The Secret Theater, as well as on panels at Broadway Con and Identity Week, speaking on visibility for TGNC performers in the theater industry. He's the subject of an Emmy Award-winning short documentary, Donnie, which I'm linking in the show notes. You can see him perform and hire him as Anson Rain, a trans mass drag performer, singer, and MC. He's producing Drag Out Loud, a live singing drag show hosted by Anson Rain with all drag kings and trans slash non-binary drag performers at Purgatory in Brooklyn on November 19th. This weekend, I can't wait for Trans Voices Cabaret Devil's Night Show, Saturday, October 30th at the Duplex. Now you're in for a ghoulish good time for my conversation with Donnie from May 18th, 2021. Recorded for my live YouTube series, The Show Must Go On Line. Enjoy. We are live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Show Must Go On Line. Today's guest is Donnie Cianciato. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming on. And you nailed the last name pronunciation, too. That was perfect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Practicing here with a little the Italian. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. And uh, <laughs> Slimbo, my pup over here, is just trying to destroy everything. So hopefully that's not too distracting. Perfect. Hi, Slimbo. This is a cat tower. So I'm sure at some oh. point someone will make an appearance. We hope so. We could only yes. dream. <laughs> if we're lucky. If we're lucky enough. Exactly. So let's just jump right in. Let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. And yes. Uh, What's your origin story? What got you into theater and singing and all that jazz? Oh, my origin story is uh, probably um, my my father. So uh, I grew up on Staten Island and my dad always did community theater. So you know, one of my earliest memories is uh, at a rehearsal for a production of No No Nanette that he was doing uh, with some community theater that I probably doesn't exist anymore. And so I always grew up listening to cast albums and, um, you know, just watching my dad do this. And I thought that looks cool. And then I think the thing that like really sealed the deal for me was one day uh, dad was working. He was also a firefighter. So he called me from the fire station and he was like, look, I know that 90210 is on tonight, but you should really put on PBS and watch this musical. I think you'll like it. It's called Into the Woods. And we're talking, you know, the original, the, the original one, not the Meryl Streep one, because we're much older than that. And uh, I said, okay. And I gave it a shot and I never, I didn't put 90210 on 90210 on at all that was it I was just hooked with Into the Woods and I thought that is it that's unfortunately what I want to do for the rest of my life and I I was probably 10 10 or 11 and so I kind of like grew up into it but that's the moment that I remember thinking that's that's what I want wait I love this story so much (laughs) for so many reasons wait so was it the 90210 like the revival one 
No. Okay. No, 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 no. We're talking OG <laughs> 90210. Oh, OG mm-hmm. 90210. OG. But, uh, we're going OG for both of them. Into the OG woods. for both of them. Yes, yes. We're talking. <laughs> oh, man. If I was 10 when the 90210 revival was on, I'd be like, what, 17? Well, because I'm trying to think. I was like, oh, I was in high school at some point when <laughs> that came out. And they did Spring Awakening, right? Like I everyone did Spring else Awakening. did. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember. Uh, like yeah. every every yeah. other musical show has mm-hmm. ever done. <laughs> Gotta do Spring Awakening. I do. I mean, really, what is is it really a musical TV show if they don't do it? Right, exactly. <laughs> or uh, what was Riverdale? Oh, that was a guilty pleasure for a while. Oh, was it? I never. Mm. I was told that I should watch it, and then I was told from other people I should not watch it, and they were very intense. On both sides. <laughs> I don't think there's a middle ground for Riverdale. You either absolutely love it. And, you know, speaking of Riverdale, Luke Perry, okay, was in Riverdale and the original 90210. So, and that's how that's connected. Look at um, this. This is just perfect. We love here on the show must go online. How things just circle right back around. Full circle. Full circle. And I just want to say hey to everyone watching at home. If you have any comments or questions, we can see them here. So comment away. Positive only. We are all positive people here. So yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so let's dive into Trans Voices Cabaret. Cool. I want to hear how that started. I love it. I've been watching like so many videos from it, and we are going to be talking about Seeds today. Oh, Trans Voices Cabaret started because, um, uh, you know, every time I went to an audition for a musical in New York that where they were looking for trans actors, it was like having a family reunion with every other trans actor that I knew in New York, because sometimes the audition notices didn't exactly know what they were trying to say so like trans men trans women non-binary people we'd all show up and we'd be like oh hey and i started to get to know a lot of people in the community through this you know kind of accidental means and i thought you know it would be really cool to work with everybody instead of compete with everybody you know for this this one role so um i decided i was gonna you know produce a, a show uh at the duplex and you know, I, I grew up thinking the duplex was just the coolest place in the world, you know, like for a, a young queer kid, the duplex was the bomb. And I thought when I was younger, I was like, if I could do a show with the duplex, I'll feel like I really made it, you know, like that'll be it. And then I looked into it and I realized all you have to do to do a show with the duplex is book the space, you know, that was it. You just have to rent the room and that was it. I made it. So I reached out to the duplex to do a show and um, it went over really well. I mean, we had an incredibly talented cast and, you know, we sold out pretty quickly and people kept saying, well, when are you going to do the next one? You know, I hadn't even left the building that night and people were asking, when are you going to do the next one? And I, I met a lot of people that night who were um, also trans or non-binary or gender non-conforming. And they said, if you do another one, I'd love to do it. So what was supposed to be a one-time thing has been running for, I guess, three years now. I mean, last year kind of almost doesn't count in any capacity, you know. Um, But that is how Trans Voices Cabaret started. It's because I I kept seeing so many talented people and we just didn't really have the space to to really showcase that talent. And that was something that I wanted to do. And um, I'm lucky that it's been as well-received as it has been. 
That is just so wonderful. Really finding that niche and need and finding it because you yourself are like, this is something that I think would be good and people would be interested in. And then all of a sudden you are bombarded with love from the community being like, yes, thank you. Finally. That's, that's it. It did feel like there was uh, this, this, space that needed to kind of be filled there. And, you know, that's not to say that other people aren't also producing things like this, but there was nothing that was really, to my knowledge, on a kind of semi-regular basis there. You know, we did six shows a year, I think, you know, and that was, by the time we finished one, we were moving into the second one or the next one. And um, I didn't know what the demand was going to be like, not just from the performers, but like, are there people who are going to want to buy tickets to this? And uh, both those things worked out positively. So I know it's just been a a really great experience. And then we ended up um, having somebody reach out who lived in Chicago and they started their own branch of Trans Voices Cabaret. And then about a year later, we had someone reach out from London. So now we have three Trans Voices Cabarets that exist because uh, obviously it is, like you said, a niche that needs to be filled. You know, we've got the people who can do it. We just need to do it. (laughs) So... That's pretty cool. That is so exciting. And we are getting a comment here. Deborah <laughs> saying, that's my son. And I'm so proud of him. Thank you, mom. Thank you. I'm so glad I sent you that link. Today. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, and uh, Cheryl saying, woohoo, come visit Chicago. I would love to. I would love to, Cheryl. That sounds great. Yes, I I love when something starts in one place, wherever it might be, and then other cities are like, hey, that's something I could kind of be into. Let's do that. That's great. Yeah, it's really cool. And it really just cements the, the fact that there is a need for this. You know, there are people out there who want to do this, who want to um, be able to perform. And that's why when I hear people say, oh, well, we had to cast a cisgender actor in this role because we couldn't find any trans actors. I'm like, well, New York, Chicago, and London are at least three places where you probably <laughs> could. And, you know, those are just the places that we've worked with so far. So yeah. we know there's more out there. A hundred percent. And we're going to talk more about this in a second, but it's making me think of this comment from when we were doing the trans representation on Broadway panel. And there were a lot of comments being like, that's code for I didn't actually look. Right. <laughs> because there are the people are there and they're fairly vocal. So if you're saying you couldn't find anyone, that seems like a you problem. Exactly. That's definitely not an us problem. You yeah. know, I mean, if you just even Google transgender actor right now, there are various lists that pop up and it's like all broken down for you. These are the people who do theater. These are the people who do TV, TV and film. And then you know, it's not like our websites aren't online, you know, it just, it's like an excuse that kind of used to be acceptable. And with the availability of information right now, it's just like, how could you even really say that anymore? Come on. I mean, even like in preparation for this, it's been so easy to just like search your name and find like all of these YouTube videos. And it's been such a joy. Oh God. (laughs) I hope hope they were the good ones. I don't know what's up there anymore. Well, one of them we're going to see here in just a few minutes. That's a good one. That that is a good one. So everyone stay tuned. Just you wait. (laughs) Um, So, okay. I said that we were going to talk about seeds today and I'm going to. So that was fabulous. Can you talk about like, are you a Newsies fan? I'm a huge Newsies fan in case if you can't tell. (laughs) 
uh, I am a Newsies fan. I think oh, no. we're gonna we're gonna age me again. Here we go. So I remember when Newsies came out, you know, the original one, and um, you know, I, I did, I loved it, and um, Seize the Day has always been just kind of an anthem in yeah. a way for me, you know. And uh, when we did it with Trans Voices, it was so wonderful because it was kind of a, 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 we all a lot of us felt the same way, you know, like this is really a, a piece that we can like relate to and sink our teeth into. Yeah. And um, I had done it previously with uh, a theater company that I used to run in Arizona called Musical Mayhem Cabaret. And I just it's a piece close to my heart and I was excited to do it. And, you know, it's so fun to do something that uh, when you're working with a bunch of trans people and you're working with a trans musical director, um, Anessa Marie is Trans Voices Cabaret's musical director, uh, to have a piece that's written like that where um, we just, you know, we would just say, okay, the high voices sing this and the low voices sing this and you know your voice better than us and it's not soprano, alto, tenor, bass and it's not, you know, men and women, it's just where does your voice kind of fit and, you know, sing through it. And you have that like beautiful theater moment where it's like Thespis, the God of theater reaches down and like touches you and goes, there you go. And it was just kind of great. You know, it was like, Oh, wow. Listen to that. You know, listen to that sound that we can make. So I do, I do love newsies. I didn't get to see the Broadway show, but I, I have maybe watched a slime tutorial of it. But also, you don't need to watch a slime tutorial because it's filmed professionally on Disney+. Plus. Oh, maybe that's what I watched. <laughs> that's what you probably watched. That's yeah. totally what Donnie watched, y'all. Come on. Oh, yeah. No slime tutorials. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, that huh? was amazing. I'm disappointed that I wasn't... I don't think I was here when it was running. I don't think I was living here. Yeah. So, But, yeah, that's good stuff. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did see it. And seeing a reporter represented in that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. It's very good. That was... I thought that was the best part. Truly, mm-hmm. in my opinion, it yes, was. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like there are no, uh, there are, there are no characters for women in this musical. What are they gonna? Oh, oh, oh. Mm, I mm-hmm. see, I see. Mm-hmm. And we've got a comment here from Fine China, nineteen eighty-five, saying, "I recently discovered the Ring of Keys database of trans and non-binary artists, from actors to directors to casting agents." Nice, good. <laughs> um, yes, yes. Ring of Keys is um, an organization that's based locally here in New York um, that uh, is working toward um, bringing awareness and equity to uh, queer women in theater, which as someone who was a queer woman in theater for a very long time, uh, there's definitely also not enough representation or visibility. I mean, you know, there's people are like, well, you had fun home. Thanks. You know, like we we had the one. That's all you get. Um, so it's queer women and then also trans and uh, non-binary and GNC people. Uh, so yes, if you are ever looking to cast any of that that those demographics, that that's another good place to check out. Yay! Alrighty, so let's jump into this song we've got going yeah, on. It's a good way of getting in there. Yeah. Do you want to intro it or you want us to just play it? And I'd like to intro it um, just a little because this song was um, performed at uh, Joe's Pub in a Ring of Keys concert. And um, the uh, it's an original song, the writer of which is uh, Preston Allen, who is an amazing uh, trans performer and trans uh, writer and composer. Um, So definitely look up Preston Allen. And uh, this song was... um, 
I think it was it was a companion piece to oh gosh I want to say I can't say no but now I'm not sure I don't remember um, but it is basically about a, a trans man looking at himself in the mirror and seeing what he likes so it was an honor to be able to perform this song and I'm excited that you guys are going to see it I got that look of clear determination I'm all focus and all poise Though I do feel a sheer exhilaration I won't make that kind of noise No, it's a quiet sort of meditation There's no need to dramatize The way I throw a sort of celebration Every time I meet my eyes and I say look at that face look at that smile hasn't this been worth a while I can't take my eyes off of me and I say look at that glow look at that grin times were low and patience thin now I can't take my eyes off of me every time I pass a mirror I just have to steal a glance and I say who's that lucky fella Anyone would want a chance to know him. Look at that class, look at that charm. I'm in love and what's the harm? I can't take my eyes off of me. Now I may not be a model you can find in magazines. And I may not be a movie star you see up on your screens. But you never know, cause one thing's true. There's no telling what I'll do. I can't take my eyes off of me. Every time I pass a mirror, I will try to walk away. But I can't hide like moon and tide. I get pulled right back to say. Look at that chin, look at that hair. Gentlemen, you're debonair. I can't take my eyes off of me. I don't care, though I know it's rude to stare I can't take my eyes off of, won't apologize Cause I can't take my eyes off of me Look at that charm, look at that ease More of this guy, thank you please I can't take my eyes off of, of this heart, of this pride I'm at the start alone for the ride I can't take my eyes off of me Can't do it, I can't take my eyes To meet me, the pleasure is yours. <laughs> Yay! Oh, sorry about some of those words, Preston. <laughs> most of them. Got most of them. It mm -hmm. was so fabulous. Uh, it was such a fun song to sing. I, I've never gotten to sing a song about 
anything to really do with my experience, you know, um, yeah. things that like I can relate to, but certainly that weren't written for a trans man about his trans experience by another trans man, you know? So that was, that was very exciting. And also, um, the last thing I got to do before quarantine. So, wow. Well, that's a pretty fabulous last thing. It was pretty great. I don't know. Whatever comes next is going to have to be better. <laughs> Well, we are just so me. excited. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I love Preston so much. Preston was on the series last mm-hmm. week. Time, Jeremy Bear Me? I think it was last week. What is time? Week, two weeks ago? <laughs> I don't know. Truly. I mm-hmm. this this whole panorama has just been <laughs> looking around. <laughs> what do you mean? It's been quite the Polly Pocket. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at you. Yes. We love. <laughs> Hi, Jay. Oh, <laughs> These are all You're people so that I paid to come do this. I will Venmo you later. Yeah. Well, it's working, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one of my show trions. Oh, hey, Andy. Here we go. <laughs> so Hi, we're Andy. getting it from both uh, both sides of I don't have the your, love. I don't have your Venmo, Andy, so... <laughs> We'll hook up after. (laughs) So that was great. And I appreciate you sending that over. Oh, thank you. So much. Yeah. And also really cool because as this series has kind of evolved, I've learned more of like the things with StreamYard that you can do. And I was like, oh, wait, I can just queue up a video that's like not on YouTube. I can just like include it in. Very excited about that. So thank you for letting me try that out. My pleasure, because the idea of performing live still like this uh, is not going to... Last time I tried to do a live performance uh, online like this, I um, can't remember what platform we were using, but I thought it would be okay if I sang while another speaker was playing the music behind me, and there was a huge lag, and, you know... Oh, I huge lags are terrible. I know. <laughs> Slim is not having oh, any of my it. goodness. Uh, it just started raining and there was some thunder. Slim, it's okay, bud. Is that's not great. We did have a beautiful rainbow last night, though. Oh, yeah, like stunning, like actually a full rainbow across the field wow. out here. It was really cool. That's just, you have to have the rain for that, Slim. I know. Come on, bud. You loved the rainbow yesterday. <laughs> Whoops. Well, I will mute myself in a moment as I ask you a new question. And then uh, hopefully Simbo will be okay. I love dogs. It's okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Cats don't, I feel like, make as much sound, though they make uh, their opinions known very loudly. Very much so. Mm-hmm. I've got three, and they are all very opinionated. Mm-hmm. What are their Come names? On. Oh, um, Isosceles, Archimedes, and Socrates. <laughs> what a win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, uh, they're all very old. They're, well, they're all about 13, 14. I've had them their whole lives, and they're just a very bonded trio. So when one gets grumpy, they all get grumpy. Oh. Okay, so we're going to get them ungrumpy and talk more about you. Okay, I can talk about my cats for the rest of the time. I feel Mm -hmm. the same way about Slimbo. So, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. we'll touch touch back (laughs) later. Um, But I do love, like, in your bio and from other things that you've been talking about, like, you have such an off-Broadway voice, as you like to say, (laughs) and I 
I honestly like, you know, we've talked so much about like Broadway, this Broadway, but like some of the best theater I have seen is off Broadway. You feel mm-hmm. so intimate with the performers and it's just so wonderful. Can you, can you talk about some of your off Broadway experiences? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree that some of the best stuff that I've ever seen has been off Broadway and there's just a different, more accessible feel to it. it basically, uh, in all aspects, from you know ticket prices to even just being able to chat with a performer afterwards. You know, um, I think what we always used to call downtown theater, we still do downtown theater. Um, it doesn't get as much credit as it should. And it's where a lot of very exciting new things are happening where people are writing the shows that, you know, we say that we want to see on Broadway, you know, trans people are like, Ooh, Hey, a show where we're represented or, um, you know, what this inclusive community, the theater community, as it, as it proclaims itself to be says that it wants to see on Broadway we see off Broadway and yet oftentimes it doesn't make that jump. And I don't know if that's because of, you know, the, the theater community itself. It's certainly not like the actors, it's producers and money and things like that. And if we maybe stop saying, Hey, I really wish this great off Broadway show could jump to a Broadway house and instead just gave it the credit that it was due where it was, you know, and started making that a big deal. Uh, not that it's not a big deal, but you know, it's just not the same. Um, if people were to focus on the quality of the work, regardless of where it is, like maybe it's not a Broadway house, but it's at the public or it's somewhere off Broadway and, and celebrated that art when it was happening, where it was happening. I think that a lot of us would feel more artistically fulfilled within the community instead of constantly saying, you know, I need to see this representation on Broadway because if I don't get it there, it's like, I don't have it. Does that make sense? There's like a, there's like a middle ground of like, of course I want to see, trans stories told by trans characters on Broadway. But if I get the opportunity to see that somewhere off Broadway, I want to celebrate that as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. No, a hundred percent. And you know, it's something I've gotten a lot better about and something over the past year, year and a half that I've really thought about. Like we always say Broadway kind of as this blanketed term, even when we don't mean Broadway, we'll be like Broadway. It'll be like the West End. And it's like, that's a whole nother country. Broadway, Yeah. (laughs) But like Broadway, off Broadway, off off Broadway, regional, like, and also I think a lot of people don't realize the difference in a lot of ways between Broadway and off Broadway is just the seat number. Like it's, exactly. I think it, I didn't know this before I became a theater reporter. I was just, mm-hmm. I always thought like off Broadway, downtown, maybe a little edgier, artsier, whatever. Ooh, ooh, off Broadway. <laughs> right. And then I started reading and I was like, oh, okay. So it's finances. Oh, that's shocking. And and like um, <laughs> less seats in the building. That's it? That's okay. Wow. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. And you know, speaking of the West End, you know, I think the um the Olivier's they celebrate the West End and off West End together. Mm-hmm. And I also think that's an interesting thing because then it doesn't doesn't matter in whatever, you know, if you don't have that high stakes of, well, we need to get this representation out there on TV. We need to get this. Uh, hey, Lingo. I finally got to see the dog. I'm very excited. 
I know he's right here. This unfortunately with this new mic setup that will help you hear me better. Hopefully the audio is good. Please comment below if the audio sounds good. <laughs> Always terrified. Um, but this is like the Slimbo angle right here. Um, <laughs> I'm like, no, Slimbo. I'm sorry. Okay. But if you head over to B-Way Show Instagram, you will see many a Slimbo photo. Mm -hmm. I saw like a photo shoot the other day. It was gorgeous. Oh, thank you. There's <laughs> one coming up soon this week. Perfect. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. Do you agree, though, that, you know, having I feel like in New York, there are so many awards that are run in different ways, right? Whether it's off Broadway, there's the Lortel, there's the Obie wow. Awards, there's the uh, Drama Desk, Drama League, uh, Outer Critics Circle. I mean, literally, I could just keep going. Uh -huh. And it's great to be able to nominate people who might not be nominated. But if they were all somehow more universally off Broadway and Broadway together. Do you think that might help? I think it would help in a lot of ways because, you know, we, we think of Broadway as the end all be all of New York city theater and it's kind of this elite thing. So whether you're looking to buy a ticket to something, you know, Broadway is elite, whether you're an actor who like wants to find success, Broadway is elite. You know, it's that thing that we all try to like um, consume in some way, but the way that, like you said, there are so many award ceremonies to kind of reduce that and, and just, again, focus on the art instead of what level the art is or how much money went into it or, you know, how many seats are in the theater, kind of these other somewhat arbitrary uh, things that we use to categorize it. Um, Broadway could become less elite, which isn't a bad thing. You know, it, it, it's not saying that it's less important but i think that we just we prioritize some of this artwork that um you know it could be not that there's anything wrong with disney but it could be a disney show and like of course it's going on broadway they have all the money in the world uh but then we miss out on other on people who really need the 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 work and the credit you know new writers new composers and like that new broadway voice that, you know, everybody always says that we're looking for, you know, like, I mean, how many people don't get the recognition that their work should because they're maybe nominated for an Obie instead of a Tony? And people don't even know what the Obies are, you know? They're, if you're not necessarily in the New York theater circle, I, I'm i from here. And a couple of years ago, I learned, uh, or maybe relearned, I can't say, what the Lortels were, because I was like, what? you know and and so yeah. we we really just hold everybody to that tony standard and mm -hmm. it's kind of i think it's very it's very limiting and that's yeah. why there can be 18 disney shows running all at once and you know that's it and even on broadway the tonys are then this extra layer of politics again because mm -hmm. there are certain people who either should be nominated or should win certain things. Um, and, you know, we could talk about that another time, but I've been pretty vocal about how I feel about certain ones. Part and two. I just... <laughs> That'll be part two. Part two, come back, because we talk mm -hmm. our deepest, darkest uh, opinions of a theater. The theater. I just watched High School Musical again. Miss oh. Darvis. The theater. I have to tell you something. Oh, no. I'm Don't say, say it. it. I'm going to say it. Oh, no. I've never seen High School Musical. Oh. 
Oh, I never did. Uh, uh, talking about Disney. I mean, I know I've caught bits and pieces and I've heard some songs from it, but I don't think I've ever sat down and watched it from beginning to end. But it's great. I, any, I know they've got a show called High School Musical, the series, the series, the revival. Like, I'm like, okay, that's got to be funny because if it's not funny, I'm going to be mad that the name is funny. So it is, it is. I was, um, oh, hold on. We're getting a, this, a rare Slimbo sighting up on oh, the couch. Slimbo sighting. Slimbo, turn around. Oh, cutie. Hi, Bruce. Oh, <laughs> and we're done. Mm. And and I will turn this. That's right all you got. That's all. But hey, Slim, we appreciate that. I hope this doesn't. Uh, just as a quick note, I feel like I should say this because we're half hour in and it started raining. And like we're doing this live, y'all. And if like if I cut out, it'll still keep going. And hopefully, I'll be back in like a few minutes. Oh. I just it hasn't happened in a long time. But if I don't say, <laughs> it's gonna happen. And then you're gonna be like, what do I do? Uh, so just. I will okay. do a puppet show. <gasps> well, now, you, you know. Don't, please don't sign out. I don't actually want to do a puppet <laughs> show. <laughs> uh, John Jackson, actually, like, this was before I knew that it would keep going. And I come back in a few <laughs> minutes later and he has just taken over. It is the most magical thing. I'm like, oh my God, I was terrified. All right. <laughs> uh, that was, that was great. So, Yes. I'm, I feel like I just got very... Uh, yeah. Where were we? <laughs> where were we? High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yeah. Uh-huh. Before that um, was the Tonys, and, and then there was the a Tonys, dog, and that's all I got. There was a, that, that pretty much sums up my series. <laughs> and then there was a talk, and now where are we? <laughs> Perfect. That's like That's life. That's life. To life, to life, l'chaim. L'chaim, l'chaim, to life... <laughs> yes uh i my last thing about high school musical proper mm. is that i loved it as a teenager and i don't know if if i didn't know it because of that if i would still love it because there are some yeah. things that are really interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. but because i have that experience with it i love it so that's it's it's worth seeing just to see why we're all you know all in this right together. see i know that i know that <laughs> I know my my brother in law was in a, a tour of it or a regional production of it. Wow! Uh, no, I, I, as the as the nerdy boy. <laughs> nerdy boy. That's it. There's a there's the nerdy boy who wears glasses, so you know he's the nerd. And oh, was, yep. Mm-hmm. That was it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so, uh, that's great. I'm uh, I'm looking at all my notes here to make sure I talk about everything. So let's talk about um, let's talk about something else theater related uh, that we were that we were going to get into. And and I feel like we we were right in that spot like five minutes ago, and we've pivoted away. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna circle we'll right circle back out. over. So the way that we met and were connected, though, I will say I've like seen you around the, the right. social media verse mm-hmm. before. Uh, and I was like, oh, I want to reach out. And then when Elisa, Dr. Drama, like set up this brain lab uh, with Kaylin West and everyone. Oh, my God. L. Morgan Lee, mm-hmm. Haley St. James. We've spoken about Preston Max Allen, L. Morgan Lee who is also a guest on my podcast, BYU Show, the podcast plug. Check it out. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so- <laughs> that, was my, that was my cute laugh. Did you like that? I don't even know what just happened. I was I'm like, like <laughs> 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 
obsessed. (laughs) Thank you. So we met via this uh, trans representation on Broadway, a response to trans erasure in Jagged Little Pill. Mm -hmm. So we're taking this very fun, ha 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 feeling that we were just feeling, and I'm going to make us feel a little more intense for a few minutes and we'll circle right back out to fun. (laughs) Uh, But it is important to talk about some serious matters here here and again. So um, Mm -hmm. how would you like to take this subject and run with it? Um, yes, well, we, we, you know, kind of met officially, I guess, because we've, I've seen you as well on, on social media, but we met officially uh, two weeks ago, again, what is time, on, um, uh, 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 during that discussion, and um, I'm really glad that Dr. Drama set that up, because I still feel like this is a topic that not a lot of people are familiar with and that's just seems so strange to me you know there's these little microcosms of the community where like it's the musical theater community and then much smaller is like the trans musical theater community you know and the non-binary theater community like so I, at, when you exist in both of them sometimes you're surprised that things don't like converge and so when um the the jagged little pill thing if you will kind of happened I had kind of anticipated seeing maybe a bigger response from the theater community as a whole. And, you know, that means cisgender people and, you know, performers. And I, I still, to this day, have not really seen much. Um, and then there's this group of trans people who are just really loud, you know, cause we've learned kind of like we have to be. And um, that's part of like, the advocacy that comes along with being a performer who happens to be trans in theater, you know, it's, it's very rare that we can just be an actor or just be a writer or just, we're constantly trying to, um, or, you know, not, I'm not speaking for all trans people, but I feel like a lot of us are certainly put in positions where we're uh, required to be an advocate and we have to kind of like speak out about these things. So um, for Jagged Little Pill, uh, I, I have not, first of all, I haven't seen the musical. Uh, I have not, I didn't see it before it got to Broadway. I haven't seen it while it was on Broadway. Um, But I was familiar with the story before it got to Broadway. And then I was familiar with the story after it got to Broadway. And um, for, I I, I also know Ezra who, who played, uh, you know, was Joe's understudy and was an ensemble member. And um, we had done a, panel at Broadway Con together uh, where I kind of first got the inkling that something was not okay um, and you know I uh, we, we were not able to speak freely about it I suppose and to find out you know after the show opened on Broadway that this character that I know people who traveled to go see it because they were you know excited about the fact that there was a non-binary character in it um so when it opened on broadway to hear that all of a sudden this character was no longer non-binary that that storyline had been removed uh you know obviously even though i didn't see it i saw a lot of people who were affected by this and that feels awful and when Jagged Little Pill started to realize that it was being confronted with this issue by 
trans and non-binary ticket buyers and, and people within the theater community. Uh, for me, the thing that really sealed the deal that made me feel like I want to speak out about this is their um, just absolute denial that this had happened. And we just kind of like went through four years of hell with a leader of the country who like was denying our, telling us to deny our own eyes what we saw what we what we experienced and that is called gaslighting folks and so to to see these people that i i admired their work you know um i i loved the movie juno which obviously you know uh, elliot page uh, uh, swoon um and i've loved alanis morissette since a couple years after i watched that original into the woods uh, on PBS, you know, so all these people that, and, and Lauren Patton from, you know, I, I, they're, they're, they're people who I admired. And when, when the character got, when the character of Joe became a cisgender character, that was unfortunate. And when they denied the character of Joe had ever been non-binary or had been a, a you know, a, a gender non-conforming person, then that became erasure. And the opportunity to speak up on that um, was important because you you can change a character. You can obviously rewrite something. Uh, I might not like it, but I, un I understand the business and I understand maybe why you've chosen to do that. But then to basically say, well, we didn't do that, you know, and you've just totally been wrong. And, and this whole time was just a figment of your imagination makes it feel nefarious and malicious. And... Um, you know, there, there also really hasn't been a response to uh, the folks who have asked, you know, like, why, what's going on? Can you please clarify this? Uh, and, and so that just kind of like putting it out of their minds where they don't even have to talk about it um, makes it feel very, um, it, it, honestly, it, it feels like it invalidates my identity as a human being and as an actor and a performer who, you know, wants to see Broadway make the right choices to be more equitable and inclusive. Um, so there's just, I mean, this is something I could talk about. Stay tuned for part four, because I have plenty to say uh, regarding this. And I, again, I'm really glad that um, Dr. Drama set that up because uh, people still, there are probably people watching this right now who don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so. No, it's so true. I mean, I think there's so much, there's so many responses to this, but one, like you're saying with the social media algorithm that like it keeps whatever communities that you're in, it kind of keeps it within those. Mm -hmm. And it can be really hard to break through to these other communities and be like, listen to us. How can we tell you that like, this is something that you care about or you should care about because it is a Tony nominated right. musical. Like it, you know, it's, it, this feels like a combination of everything we've been talking about today, which is you've got this musical that does have a high profile that is getting the recognition. And yet when there's a problem with it, that's all of a sudden becoming not newsworthy. And I don't get that as a journalist. That should be pretty newsworthy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's just me. Um, <laughs> uh, Slimbo agrees. So. Don't you think so, bud? Oh, yeah. hi, Slimbo. Okay. He wanted to. He wanted mm -hmm. to join. But um, what I got to say about that, and yes, in parts uh, seven, eight, and nine, we will be diving yes. <laughs> deeper, mm -hmm. deeper into this. Sorry, I feel like I am becoming a ghost, and it's like when you become gas lit, your lighting just gets horrible. Oh, yes, look, look what happened. Uh, so sorry, that seems like super distracting to everyone. Uh, Maybe that's better. Um, <laughs> but
But uh, look, I, I I try to be as upfront with everyone as possible. Like I did see it. I saw it first preview on Broadway. I loved it. I didn't know the backstory of everything that happened in Boston. And then when I did, and I read that long Twitter thread that I actually, I really wish I knew who put that together because I want to give them credit. Uh, Cause there was this uh, initial Twitter thread uh, that I think even helped. Um, oh my God. I totally left someone out uh, when I was saying the, the names of everyone before. Oh, Christian. Uh, Christian, Christian Lewis. Lewis. Oh my God. I'm so sorry, Christian. <laughs> Love you. You're so great. I'm sorry. My brain. I should have written it down. This is why I'm terrified of saying names. Cause then I'm going to forget someone or I'm going to mispronounce it. I'm going to feel awful. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Um, Christian wrote this really great article um, for Brook for the Brooklyn Brooklyn Rail, and that kind of gave this new energy. But it all started, in my opinion, from this Twitter thread that showed some screenshots of what happened in Boston, and then like what was erased from the media and whatnot. And it's just really tough uh, for a lot of reasons. And I could only imagine in your shoes. Uh, like, I felt like I was being lied to. So here I am thinking, oh, my God, I love this musical. Like, yeah, maybe they're taking on a few extra things that maybe they don't need to. <laughs> but, you know, I don't want to be, like, lying about my initial reaction. Like, I loved it. Like, I love Alanis. I loved um, I loved how they did the song Ironic. I thought that was perfect. You know, so here I am thinking, like, oh, this is so great. And there's some representation. And then I covered opening night. And that was so exciting. And I didn't realize that as I'm thinking, oh, this is a great way that they're representing, they're representing people are the same people that feel like, okay, now they're being gaslit. And then once I read into that as a cis person, I thought, well, let me just take a step back. Let me read, let me see what I can do. Um, and just listen to the people who this is affecting and see how I can help. And so when Dr. Drama was like, hey, can you help moderate this? I was like, oh yes, I love this. Cause you're not hearing my voice. I don't, I'm not like taking up the space of someone whose voice should be heard, but I'm helping to make sure they feel comfortable. Love it. And see, I, I think that is something that is really hard for people because folks really like to share their opinions and that, you know, not even like, I'm not even saying like overly opinionated people, it's just that is what we do. You talk, I talk, we share our opinions. And there are definitely some times where you want to listen to the people who are being affected by the topic and you might still have an opinion on it, but at the end of the day, you know, if somebody says this is transphobic, you know, a transgender person or a group of us is saying this is transphobic, then your job as the ally who wants to be supportive is to say this is transphobic. And it's kind of, you know, almost regardless of your opinion on it, because you are not the expert on what is transphobic. And, you know, being able to you can still love the show. You can still love Alanis. You can still love some of the um, orchestrations that they did. You know, it's gorgeous. Um, and and even despite all of this, despite some of this erasure that's happened, there are still good things about the show, you know? Like, it can still have good aspects of representation, but have done this one thing wrong. And, and that's what's so confusing to me, is that nobody you're not, you know, you're not going to get in trouble for like having removed this one thing out of a story that has 18 things in it, you know, like you're, you're still doing good. Just be honest. It was, it was the dishonesty and the gaslighting that made me think, Ooh, 
this is something that I don't, despite my love of Alanis and despite the good that it could be doing for the community and other aspects, I don't want to give my money to. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we say a lot uh, with our money and that's something true. And I just want to read out loud something, Dr. Drama. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Some ill-informed cis PR person came up with the idea of gaslighting an entire community. And of course, we don't know exactly what happened. So I'm just, you know, reading this, but it's true, right? It's this idea that I'm saying it's true. I There's like a part of me that like wants to very much be clear that I don't know what happened behind the scenes. And I think that's a big aspect of what we don't know and would be very interesting to find out. But I don't want to speak for anyone. I don't want to say anything that uh, could get anyone in trouble when we don't know the facts. So that's, I'm just like putting all of this in this like giant like parentheses. Hello, giant parentheses. And don't sue us. Please don't sue us. I'm so poor. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're just doing our own thing. We can't afford it. Uh, no, this, um, I just, I feel like I come back with these like little quirks and uh, and uh, quips and remarks. And <laughs> this is like a very serious subject, but I try to combat it with humor. No, please do, because we don't need any more like heavy trans stuff right now. We're exhausted. I, please, I could only imagine. And I, I will just take this moment uh, to say thank you for chatting uh, and to you know, giving your time and your energy to this. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, something that I think, um, I, I'm trying to remember who said it on our panel, but it was said that like, if they had just come out and said, Hey, yeah, we changed that. Uh, we wanted Lauren Patton to stay in the lead role. It made sense for this to be a character, uh, that fit these guidelines. Um, like that's what happened. People have been like, man, that's upsetting, but okay. Mm -hmm. well, okay. Like, that's just like exactly what you're saying. Like they have so many storylines. If you, if you felt like you couldn't flesh it out to the part where you were really hoping that you could get it to, mm -hmm. it makes sense. But just don't tell people that it didn't happen because that's called gaslighting and we don't like that. Nope. Nope. <sighs> okay. Oh, now that we've spoken about that, <sighs> everyone, everyone collectively, <sighs> we are transitioning. We are, we are calming. We are saying hello. We are saying hello to L. Morgan Lee. Hi. Hi. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you we so are much. Just with this hair, truly, so oh, great. I thank you. I I literally just did it today. I was like. <gasps> And I shaved it too. Well, I say I shaved it, but my girlfriend Emily shaved it because I couldn't possibly. Couldn't possibly. Couldn't it looks possibly. Fabulous. Thank you. Hmm. Oh, salud. Saúde. <laughs> Little Portuguese for you. So yes, uh, this is great. This is uh, your hair. It's truly so fabulous. Oh, I, I love it. <laughs> Um, I want to let every, you know what, I'm going to tell everyone what I told you uh, before we started, which is I was really excited and I, I got this blue uh, lipstick <laughs> and it is just, it is not uh, something that um, fits this face <laughs> and I have to I put that on I took some pictures I said nope, nope. <laughs> actually, I wiped that right off and put on this purple <laughs> <laughs> so 
So I'm glad that you can pull off that cool hair color. <laughs> I don't know that I can pull off blue lipstick with this. <laughs> it's apparently a very specific niche of people yeah. who can. That's not me. <laughs> oh, I love her. I've always wanted to dye my hair, um, but I never have for ever? a few reasons. <gasps> ever, ever. It is. This is all natural. We've wow. got all these. I know. And this, the last time I cut my hair was at a freestyle of Supreme, Supreme, Supreme <laughs> opening night, uh, which is a long time ago. And now it is just getting so long. Mm-hmm. So we will be getting haircuts soon, I hope. You hope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope. <laughs> right. <laughs> Elle Morgan and I chatted sometime last year, once again, dates, uh, never come to me asking for a specific date. (laughs) What is time? But like, it's such an interesting thing to see all the interviews I've done over the past like year and a half and just seen this time capsule of my hair going from like here to there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (sighs) That's actually really cool. I had this long mohawk going on during quarantine that ended up becoming the longest hair I've had since I was probably 13. And I first like did the big chop, you know, and one, one day I was standing here and like turned my head and thought that there was something on my back. I was like, Oh God, it's, you know, it's a spider. It's my worst fear. And it was just my hair was actually touching my back. And I was like, that's it. (laughs) It's gotta go. It's too long. I can't possibly, I just learned how to finally like accept the fact that I have leg hair that the wind blows through and so sometimes i think the wind blowing through my leg hair is a spider the last thing i need now is hair that's touching my back i think it's another spider it's gotta go so what a unique version of uh my quarantine i have to get i'm gonna shave this off by myself after quarantine thing i was like nope yep yep yeah this uh (laughs) Just feel it's so so fluffy, so fluffy. <laughs> that again, that's the hair I would have killed for as a, as a kid. I would have loved yeah. that hair. Mm. I do love it. I feel like we. I, I do want to. Do you have a few extra minutes? Because now I'm just bantering it, but I do have like real <laughs> questions as a, yes, as yes, a person. Of course. To, uh, okay, great. Um, yeah, a lot of people say that with um, you know, if you grow up with curly hair, you always want straight hair, or mm-hmm. vice versa. Like. I love my curls. I wish that they were a little more like manageable, but I've mm-hmm. always been very proud. To, like, I feel like they really represent my like Brazilian and Jewish heritage. Well, you know, so, um, curls. All right. Anyway, <laughs> um, now that we've spoken about that, let's go back to the comment section. Um, Oh, El Morgan. I feel like you've had more trans and NB guests than like most of the talk shows period. And I appreciate you saying that. I'm happy to have y'all on my series and I'm really grateful you say yes. <laughs> I think most people added together. You've had more trans and NB people than most talk shows added together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> crazy uh i just don't you know i don't know why people uh don't don't have this representation (laughs) it's like they're amazing humans amazing artists and i'm glad that i get to talk to you and banter with you (laughs) there i mean we could banter about hair for so long so long truly uh (laughs) yes exactly so let's get back to donnie your full length feature Ah, yes. Oh, dear. (laughs) Um, Well, uh, next month, I don't have a 
date yet, but I think it's close to the end of the month. Um, we are releasing a documentary. Uh, obviously, calling it Donnie wasn't my choice. Um, but uh, I, I started working with a filmmaker in 2015, I think. Uh, her name is uh, Anya Augustowska. And um, she wanted to make a documentary about drag queens. And we happened to work at the same theater. And she asked me if I would sit down with her and talk to her and maybe give her some names of uh, uh, people that she could work with and interview. And as we were talking, she was like, I think this documentary is about you. And I was like, what? So uh, we ended up making a documentary short that came out in 2016? No, 2015. It would have to have been, oh my God, did we start shooting in 2014? I have no idea. What is time? 2015. Um, and uh, she made this wonderful it was about 10 minutes long and um, it, it won an Emmy award for um, uh, documentary shorts and it was called Donnie and it was about my experiences as a trans person living in Arizona at the time. And we covered a little bit about um, performing and we covered a bit about um, struggling to ha get healthcare in uh, the red state that I was in and just, um, it, it, it was amazing. Ani is an incredible artist and the story that she told in 10 minutes, it, it just told so much. So uh, a couple of years go by or, or maybe a year and I ended up moving to New York and had all these different experiences. And Anya was like, how would you feel about extending the documentary and making it a full length film? And I said, sure. And um, obviously last year and the quarantine and everything that kind of changed the way that the movie was going to get released. And, you know, we, we had all these ideas of like the, the film circuit and, and like traveling and things like that. And some of those aspects are still uh, going to be able to happen, especially now that things are getting relaxed, but we are going to release Donnie as a full length, which means it's about 60 minutes um, online to the public next month, because we put off releasing it to the general public because we wanted to do the film festival circuit and we wanted to have that experience. Um, but when Anya and I were talking recently, we realized that like the, the most important thing about this documentary is that it gets seen, it gets seen by the people that need to see it, you know? Uh, so that's, that's what's going to happen. So next month um, for the end of pride month, Donnie's getting released. There'll be a website, um, and then you'll be able to stream it. And uh, I don't have all of that information yet because that is definitely not my my purview. Um, but I'm very excited for people to see it. It covers a, a, about a five-year swath of my life. And uh, so many things changed within the five years when we started, uh, when I was in Arizona and I was very miserable and I hadn't had top surgery yet to me coming to New York and doing off-Broadway work and, and getting that affirming healthcare. And uh, it's a, I think, a gorgeous story. And that has less to do with me than it does with Anya's really beautiful cinematography and storytelling. And there is a Trans Voices Cabaret performance in there at the duplex. And uh, there are lots of familiar faces that you'll see. So I'm very excited to hopefully very soon be able to share the information for, for Donnie because it's a trip to watch it. I'm so excited. That's very cool. Yay. Ooh, and Emily23 says the documentary is beautiful. So incredibly moving. That's definitely not my girlfriend. 
definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Thank you for commenting in this space <laughs> and also virtually. Yeah, and yeah. All, like right there. Uh, and that, oh, did you comment in? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. oh so cute. I love oh, him so much. So that sounds really really cool though i am so excited and i'm so glad that it's gonna come out next month that's really exciting next month. yeah and i think we might do like an uh, a release event but you know with everything being so virtual still we're, we're not quite sure how um yeah. but it'll be all over my social media so <laughs> you can't miss it Awesome. I will definitely be sharing that. So uh, actually, this is a great, yeah, well, you're welcome. This is a great opportunity to share your social media, or as I like to call it, social media. Oh, I like it. My social media. Um, well, it's just my name because there aren't a lot of Cianciados out there. So you can find me on Instagram at the Donny Cianciato, that big Italian thing. Um, on Twitter, my full name doesn't fit as a handle. It's too many letters. So you can find me at Don Cianciato. And uh, Facebook, also Donnie Cianciato. Um, and uh, if you try to spell Cianciato and you come up with something close, you'll probably find me. <laughs> I feel like I should just show, I always write down people's names in like a phonetic. And I just, <laughs> I have two different... <laughs> because <laughs> I want and that's what I write I write the word C and then I write Anne for somebody and then I write C and then I write Otto that's how I break it down for people Cianci or it could be Cianciotto but that's just like throwing in an extra layer of confusion <laughs> it's like oh, a layer of the pasta you can also um, find us at Trans Voices Cabaret on Instagram yes. and on Facebook Yes. And also you have an, an arts account, right? I do because I didn't have a lot to do this past year. So I, I paint, uh, I paint a lot with alcohol ink on Yupo paper. And um, I am one of the many folks who opened an Etsy shop. So um, you can find me on Etsy or on Instagram at that artsy guy designs because I paint, but that's the most clever title I could come up with. That artsy guy designs. It's amazing. I'm so glad. It's perfect. Yes. <laughs> and y'all can find me at BWA Show. That's B W A Y S H O, like Broadway Show Shauna. <laughs> and you can see here through all of this wonderful artwork from uh, Chelsea Hill, aka Illustrating Diva. She did this and the cover art for my BWA Show, the podcast, which is pretty awesome. Big fan. Huge shout out. And y'all can also find me at BUA Show Podcast. And fun fact, I just worked on, I finished this last night, and I'm going to post it probably tomorrow, individual covers per person that's been on the podcast. Before, it's just mm -hmm. kind of been like, BUA Show the Podcast featuring Elle Morgan Lee. And now it'll have a wonderful picture of her face. So Elle Morgan, I'll send that to you in a bit. <laughs> and... Now to get to a wonderful part where I like to ask if there's a nonprofit or charity you want to shout out. Uh, there is. Um, I wanted to shout out Trans Lifeline today, which is uh, a nonprofit that is peer um, peer support. So um, you know, it's it's basically um, kind of. I, I hate to say that it's like a suicide hotline. It's a, it's a um, number that trans folks can call when they're struggling. 
that is going to be answered by somebody on the other line who is TGNC, who will be able to offer you more support than if you called a general hotline, or if you called a, a hospital or something like that. So it's, it's peer run and it is, um, uh, they, they don't work with the police. So it's also not the kind of organization that's going to call 911 to send police to your house if you're in a crisis. And, uh, you know, they, they do good work and we all need a little help every now and then. So uh, Trans Lifeline is, is who I'd like to shout out. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's a really important one. And having peers, people who actually get it, uh, that sounds very affirming and something that um, is is very, it's unfortunate that it is so necessary, but it is so necessary. And so it's really wonderful that these they've done that. And the part about being handled by uh, people who actually get it and are not calling the police because the police should not be responding to those type of mental health matters. No, how many times do we have to see that go wrong before we stop? Come on now. That's, Part 12. Uh, Part 12. Mm-hmm. Show and Donnie will be talking about <laughs> This is just a whole mini series now. <laughs> oh it's God. longer than Fosse Verdon. Oh, God. <laughs> so is there anything else that you came into today wanting to make sure to say to all of your fans out there? Oh, all my fans, all the people that I paid to watch this. Um, no, just, you know, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for, you know, continually uh, giving this platform to TGNC people to utilize because even as we begin to kind of like gain visibility, we're still really struggling for it. And, you know, two steps in the right direction to me feels fantastic, but we have like 800 more steps to go. So it's really wonderful to have um, allies in the community who are like, oh, let's do this right now. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you for saying yes. It's really, um, you know, I, I appreciate, I know that y'all talking about certain stuff can be draining (laughs) and to be, you know, especially if it's like in the news and it's a hot topic, you get asked to do the same type of things over and over again. So Mm -hmm. I always try to make this a little bit different, a little more calm and fun. I'm a cool reporter. I'm not a normal. (laughs) You're a cool reporter. You had a dog. We talked about hair. It was great. (laughs) Come on now. Blue lipstick. Where do you get that in the talk (laughs) show? (laughs) You don't. Yes. Oh, and thank you. So sweet. (laughs) yep we love the positivity thank you and on that note i appreciate you so so very much this has just been such a joy and i appreciate you coming on the series thank you so very much this was really fun Yay. And thank y'all for watching. You've been so wonderful commenting along. This has been great. I should mention uh, the show trans. It's the B-Way Show Patreon squad. Patreon.com slash B-Way Show if you want to support this artist. We do weekly trivia and monthly video chats and it's fun. And, you know, now that the panorama is coming to a hopeful close, still be safe, wear a mask, get vaccinated. I am returning to New York very soon and we'll be covering in-person events again cool yay Yay. oh cool we'll have we have to meet when you come back obviously please that would be the best (laughs) be wonderful yes awesome so uh be safe y'all uh please be care be kind to yourselves be kind to one another take care of yourself and we'll see you at the show bye bye everybody 
Thanks for listening to the 32nd episode of B-Way Show, the podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review so you can be a spy on the inside for future episodes. Grab tickets to Drag Out Loud and follow Donnie across social media for everything Trans Voices Cabaret and Anson Rain, all linked in the show notes. Thanks to all the show trans and special shout out to the showstopper and show nanigans levels. Judy Cotner, Naomi Cotner, Teresa Piliero, Margaret Howie, Shannon Wheeler, Alyssa Wallace, Cindy Howard, John Benson, Julie Larkin, Ashley Stazak, Lisa Michelle Martin O'Neill, and Eva Finklawson. If this was your jam, you can become a show tran. Head over to Patreon patreon.com slash show. You get exclusive access to film performances, photos, and interviews, as well as up-to-date news on what's going on in the theater world. It's a fun time. Come check it out. Thanks as always to Kyle Braxton, aka Geddon for these awesome beats, Jelani Remy for the beautiful intro riff, Alex Brightman for the Showtime promo, Chelsea Hill aka Illustrating Diva for the cool cover art, all the wonderful guests, and all of you for listening. Get your vaccine, wear a mask, be safe, and let's take care of ourselves. Proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network. We'll see you at the show. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. When you need to work quickly and confidently, you need Grammarly. It's a trusted AI writing partner that helps you get work done faster with better writing. And it works where you work, across 500,000 apps and websites. 96% of users agree Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing. Get AI writing support that works where you work. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Grammarly. Easier said. Done.